The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGP and get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast brand new YouTube page. Hey, you're on YouTube checking us out right now. Just slide over, enter the contest, have a chance to win a free hoodie to celebrate their new YouTube page. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No mean, no waste on the guys. Me, really real, villain, real, Rob from Junior here at your service. And happy birthday to Victor Wimbenyama and Victor Wimbenyama only. That's how you have a birthday game to enter the league. You have an 18 and a half point prop. You cash the 20. You cash the 25. That's how you enter the league, young man. Welcome to the league. Now I can officially say it. Welcome to the league, Vic. Happy for you. Had a great job. I had a great day yesterday because of that. My co-host, however, is a little bit butthurt here. And honestly, I don't feel bad for him. But I'm going to let him come in here. Scott Studio, Rachelle. Scott, what's going on, man? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, overall, it was a pretty fun day in the NBA. Both games were entertaining. You mentioned Wemby with his points. You didn't mention the five blocks as well. He bl- blocked Giannis in the final minute. That was a great game. Unfortunately, though, Pop is still messing around with Wemby's minutes, so he only played 26 minutes. I kind of wish he played 30-plus. Either way, though, that game was fun. And then somehow that game got topped uh, by the late game with the Nuggets and the Warriors. As for my picks, I had probably the two worst beats in the entire game. <laughs> I had Kaminga over four and a half rebounds as my lock, who had four rebounds. He had three rebounds in about the first five minutes of the game. He had four rebounds, got benched with about six minutes to go, five plus minutes to go in the third quarter, and he never played again. He never played again. He was on the bench for the final 17 plus minutes of regulation, so I lost the lock. Then my dog was a two-pick same game parlay. I had Curry 30 plus points and the Warriors to win, at about plus 290. I don't feel sorry for you. And I'm, I'm uh, they blew the entire game. Sorry. They led by 18 points at home with about six, with about, uh, what was it, six minutes to go? They led by 18 with about six to go, and they blew the entire game. Yeah, it was coaching malpractice by Steve Kerr. I'm going to give props to the Nuggets for bouncing back and for rallying from a very tough spot. I don't know what the hell Steve Kerr is doing. I, I got to at least start there because the rotations didn't make any sense. Kaminga was actually their second best player for the entire first half, and then they didn't use him. And listening to Kerr's actual post-game press conference excuse or explanation, he basically said that we took him out normal time. Normally, we bring him back in at about the five-minute mark in the fourth quarter. Then he said, well, you know, the team was playing so well with Wiggins on the court. We were up 18. We were rolling. And then at that point, I decided to let it ride. and then. It got to the point where the team started to struggle, but we kept Kaminga on the bench for too long that I thought he would get cold and I decided to stay with the unit. What the hell does that even mean? You're telling me that at five minutes, it's fine, but at the 3.30 mark, we waited too long. 
We can't do it. He's not ready for this. He's too cold on the bench. What the hell are you talking about? The team was rolling. You're blowing an 18-point lead in the final five minutes of regulation at home, and you don't do anything? You just sit there and let your guys die out there? I mean, come on. You couldn't get a rebound. You couldn't get a stop. You couldn't score. What they score six? What they score four points in the final six minutes? It was an embarrassing press conference by Kerr. It was an embarrassing coaching job by Kerr. Curry was also awful down the stretch, which I have to mention. That turnover was the cherry on top for Jamal Murray. And Jokic hit the insane buzzer beater to win the game. But I'm not going to spend too much time harping on the lock and dog picks because once again, Kaminga should have played in the fourth quarter. The Warriors choked the game away. But that was an insane choke job by the Warriors, and they might have to blow up the team. They're not going to because Curry's still there. But damn, man, that's an embarrassing loss. That's my last point. Well, I do feel sorry for you about the Jonathan Kaminga thing. That actually sounds kind that's of ridiculous. Sad, but I don't, I don't feel bad for you for Warriors money line. I don't. Okay, that's fine. Really the don't. Kaminga one's disgusting. I don't yeah, know how the Kaminga's one. Yeah, minutes. I, I truly crazy. feel for you on that. I because I've been there. I've been in situations like that. I understand that the Warriors. I don't feel bad. That team sucks, man. I, as somebody who has Warriors futures, this team sucks, and I given up on them about a week ago. But a week is enough for me to cash the money line on the Nuggets last night. Although I will say before uh, we're actually about to start right now and go into the next game. But I will say, very disappointed in the Nuggets that they did win that game by 20. The fact that you were down 18 in the fourth quarter to the Warriors is actually something telling, and we're going to revisit that later on in the season. Maybe not real, but we're going to revisit that later on in the season that you was down 18 to begin with to this Warriors team. I just that feel Warriors like third quarter up. magic was crazy, though. What, they got like 18 of 23 from the floor in the third quarter? <laughs> 44 points? It was crazy. In, insane. I, I mm, we're we're gonna talk about Denver later on. I, I I'm I'm not all the way there. Not all the way there's, there. They're still my pick to win the title because I'm not there on any other team. They're still my pick to win the title, but I can understand why you're a little bit hesitant. But mm. I'm still gonna pick them. All right, man. If OKC makes one more move, I'm on, I'm all the way in. I just need one move and I'm all the way in there. Just one move and I'm all the way in. All okay, right, name the pause. move. Munaf and I talked about it yesterday. Quickly, what's the move they need to make? Uh, it's so many. It's so many because they have so many draft picks that they can literally get anybody yep. they want in the league if somebody just traded them to them. But the easiest one I say right now is Laurie. Like I really feel like Laurie is the easiest one. You get two first rounders and he's yours. But I'm telling you, I think you, it's more than two. Dejounte went for three. I think Laurie's going for at least three first rounders at this point. I got to check his contract. I don't know what his contract looks like. If I see his contract, I agree. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the 14 game slate. Though we have first game up on the docket. The Atlanta Hawks on the road going to play the Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers are open up at a minus three and a half. They are currently minus three. 262 is the total. And it actually went up from open from 261. Injury report here on these two squads. And I have the Atlanta Hawks are missing DeAndre Hunter and two other guys whose name I can't pronounce, but I've never seen them in a Hawks jersey, so it doesn't really matter. And for the Pacers, we have Bruce Brown at questionable and Andrew Nimhart at questionable. All right. I know we hate this Pacers team, but we got to take the Pacers here, right? I feel like it because I watched Atlanta almost blow an 18-point lead to a team on a back-to-back at home. That was that got that got a little sweaty at the end uh, for, mm-hmm. for the Hawks, and I watched them almost punt that game away in about five minutes. Indiana's been in great form. They own Milwaukee, apparently, but they were struggling early on. Then Carlisle made a comment about something about how – it's fun to take the girl f- until she can't guard anybody. 
I still don't know what that means, but apparently that's the quote they needed to get back on track because Indiana's been good. I think I'm winning Indiana. Uh, the first meeting was a lot of fun, which is why the total's very high, but the first meeting, a reminder, landed in the 300s. Uh, they do have the Celtics on deck, so it is a pretty bad spot in terms of a look ahead. It's tricky. <laughs> I think I like the over. Can I really take an under? Like, just watching the Hawks game against the Thunder, they don't guard anybody. They don't try to guard anybody. Pacers have been a little bit better defensively, but the pace should still be crazy. I can't trust this Hawks team, but I really do like the over. I think I'm going to lean to the over. It's a good point by two, mentioning how the Pacers do have the Celtics up tomorrow, so that it could be a look-ahead spot, potentially. I think I just like the over. I think I think both teams can reasonably get to 140 apiece, which tells you what I think of these teams defensively. I'm going to lean over. I think this game gets to 270. So I'm going to go with the over in this game. Huh. I'm I'm not I'm not backing this Hawks team. And you know what? I was sitting there and somebody had sent me that graphic. It was a company that posted a graphic when they said uh the number one ATS team is going to play the worst ATS team and the worst ATS team is favored. And I'm like, oh man, if this was anybody other than Shea, I would probably be on the Hawks here. I love, you know, villainy spots like that. Well, the spot's over with. They got the win. It's over. This team comes back. Barely. But they got the win. <laughs> Barely. 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 But, yeah, no. Give me the Pacers minus three, man. I'm not taking the Hawks here. Like, And, and the Hawks may very well be the play. It very, very well may be the play. But I'm not putting money on Atlanta. And after seeing what Atlanta's done this season, I'm not putting money on Atlanta. I'd rather follow you what you're doing. And I'm just going to take the over. Because I think both of these teams get to 150 as well. <laughs> so... Give me the over 262. I am actually kind of concerned because when Indiana's gotten high, high, high totals, it's actually gone under. So slightly concerned with that. But at the end of the day, both these two defenses are some of the worst in the NBA over the past five games. You look at what the Pacers are doing, and they're giving up a hundred. Well, the Pacers are a little bit better, giving up 118 points per game. The Hawks giving up 124.8 points per game. That's good for third to third worst in the NBA during that span. I like Pacers team total over. I like the over for the game. I think the Pacers do get the win here. And let's just ladder Trey. Let's just do a parlay ladder with Trey and Halliburton assists and just ladder them up in a parlay because to be fair, the default line for Halliburton's a 13 and a half. So it's a pretty high start for a ladder point, but I understand where you're coming from. I mean, are you afraid of it? I'm not going to say no. I'm, I'm just saying. Are you, are you afraid of it? Like, it's like Andre Drummond did his 15 and a half rebounds. Like, you see the number. You see it's huge. And you're like, well, he's probably going to finish with 16. And then he finishes with 16. I, man, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I, Halliburton, I definitely like Trey Assist, too. Yeah, for sure. Any Trey other Assist, I have to you like, too. Yeah. I think Trey PA is probably the main way I'd go with Trey because mm-hmm. he could drop 40. He could drop 15 assists. He could do both. <laughs> Who knows? Like, I, I, I'm i not taking any unders in this game. I still like I the same way with Halliburton. Uh, I mean, the issue with Halliburton points, though, is he, he never gets to the foul line. So you're yeah, relying but, on a but, lot of three points. Yeah, but he does. But, yeah, but he, he literally, like. <laughs> This three-point shot is, is money, so I'm well, not that, even that's, really That's my worried. point, though, is that if you want to take Halliburton points, you might as well parlay that with the threes because he's not going to get to the foul line. Trey can manufacture a bunch of points even if he has a bad shooting night. 
That's kind of the point. And, and but um, you also got to look at the Hawks and how the Hawks are doing scoring inside. I mean, not the Hawks, but how the Hawks are doing defend the paint area. They don't defend the paint area good at all. They're actually one of the worst teams in the league in terms of defending the paint, giving up the third most points in the league. So Halliburton, a guy that's able to slash, get to the rim, and hit three. Like even if he doesn't get to the free throw line, he can easily walk through his points prop here. Yeah, I think for this one, I like I'm not gonna take any unders on anybody because it's a waste of time for me. Uh there might be some value on some guys with the under, but I'm not gonna try to find it. I do think City Bay rebounds at six and a half is worth a look, especially with how he's done recently on the boards. Bay plays a ton of minutes as well, especially with the injury to DeAndre Hunter. So I think Bay's in line for what could be a very big uh at least usage on the glass. But to go through the rebounding numbers for Bay, it's at six and a half once again. He's had at least seven rebounds in seven of the last 10 games and four of the last five. And he plays a bunch of minutes. So I do think that Bay is in line for a very good performance. And I do think that he can potentially be in double-double territory. So I'm going to lean to Bay rebounds over as well. All right. Before we get to the next game of slate, got to talk to you about underdog fantasy because underdog has those pick em scorchers where you can get your winnings up to a hundred X. Look, NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. You can do all of that. I'm definitely going to have something to go with in the college football playoff game. Got the NBA. We'll give out an NBA pick them at the end of the show. Make sure you tap into Underdog Fantasy when you sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast. They just launched their new YouTube channel. Make sure you check it out. And you can have a chance to win a Hockey Gambling Podcast hoodie. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP to enter that contest. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. And that is a free contest, people. Like, you can just go make another tab and do that while we're talking about the games. It's a free contest. Next game on the slate. Utah Jazz on the road going to play the Boston Celtics. Celtics are laying 14, 238 and a half is the total injury report here for the Jazz. Nothing to report. On that, on their side of the ball, looks like everybody's healthy. And we have for the Boston Celtics, Al Horford is questionable with rest. So. Doesn't matter. Not really. Does anybody really care if Al Horford plays or not? Yeah, I don't think it really matters. No. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not taking yeah. Boston. It's a lot of points. To be fair, Utah's been really bad on the road, but it is a lot of points. And this is healthy. Utah's never gotten this many points when they're healthy on the road. Like this is healthy Utah. You got Jordan Clarkson. You got Laurie Marketing. You got, you know, everybody's playing. Everybody's playing. They're gonna sleepwalk through this. Boston. I mean, we talked about Indiana, by the way. Indiana, we said my look ahead for Boston. Boston, my look ahead for Indiana. (laughs) They play tomorrow, right? Uh, Is it tomorrow? I think it's a back to back. Yeah, Boston plays Indiana tomorrow. Oh yeah, and you don't lay double digits in the first half of back to back. Yeah, give me Utah plus uh, plus fourteen. Pretty easy. I saw Utah really struggle against Detroit, but then again, they were a favorite, and we talk about it before that as favorites, they tend to struggle. They're not a good road team. It really is not a great scheduling spot for Boston because they do have Indiana on deck. That's going to be a road game for Indiana, so they do have to travel at some point tonight. I think I actually am going to lean to Utah. You're going to find out if this is going to win or not in the first 10 minutes of the game. Like, Boston might be up 20 after a quarter. I'm going to feel like an idiot, but Mm -hmm. I do think based on this spot, 13 naps a lot for a team that is not going to be motivated to run up the score. I know Boston's bench unit's pretty good too, but with Indiana on deck, 
They might pull some guys early if the game gets out of reach. You might see a backdoor covering here. We've seen some weird things happen in the NBA. I'm going to lean to Utah. 13 and a half does feel like a lot. If Boston wasn't playing again tomorrow against Indiana, I might consider Boston, but it's really not a great spot. I'm going to th- I think that Boston wins. Give me Utah to hang in there enough to cover. Let's uh let me see here. Oh yeah. Uh, Boston's still not profitable against the spread. 16-15-2. Come on, tighten up, Celtics, tighten up. All right. 238 and a half is total. That's climbed, climbed from open. If we're picking Utah, don't we have to take the over? Oh, yeah. 100%. We're not going to guard anybody. We're just hoping that they can score enough to keep it somewhat respectable. Yep. And you just pretty much hope that, you know, they don't have an answer. I mean, depending on how they play this rotation, they really don't have an answer for Jordan Clarkson. And we'll see how Laurie goes. But. I'll go ahead and say it. They did all that, got Drew Holiday. He's been getting cooked. <laughs> He's been getting cooked this year. Brunson just gave gave him a game. Like it's is it I'm I'm disappointed in Drew Holiday's production for the Boston Celtics right now. And I'm curious if any Celtics fans are disappointed in it too, because I'm disappointed for them. Props, anything else? Any? I think I'm tempted by Walker Kessler blocks under in this game. I know he had a massive block in against Detroit. I think he had six blocks off mm-hmm. the bench. But Boston doesn't allow many block shots because Missoula's stubborn, and he basically only wants his guys to shoot threes. So I don't really think it's a good matchup for Kessler because he's going to park himself down low. But Porzingis can stretch the floor. I don't know if Horford's going to play or not, but he can shoot threes. Cornette can shoot a little bit. But the point is Boston tends to use a five-out approach, and that should result in less block chances for Kessler in this game. I don't see props up for him because he's a bench player, but I don't mind leaning to the under on Kessler blocks. Might be a two and a half after having six in the last game against Detroit. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good sell-high spot on Kessler blocks. I'll lean under there. Besides that, if we are picking Utah, I think we got to mention Sexton at 15 and a half points. That line just feels too low. He's gone over mm-hmm. nine of the last 10, gone over in about 14 of the last 20. You know, I'm a big mm-hmm. Derek White guy. I think he can have a big game as well. But we're expecting points, so I'm mostly going to lean to overs. But I do think Kessler under for blocks is kind of a sneaky look because Boston's the team that you want to kind of fade. I don't want to say stiff big men, but the guys who kind of park themselves in the paint because it's not what Mm -hmm. Boston wants to do. So give me Kessler under for blocks. Yeah, but you start your centers against the Celtics. If I can get lines on Walker Kessler later, I'll probably take him on the rebounds, points, something like that. You start your centers against Celtics. It's been it's been working for us over the course of this season. It's not too many times that it hasn't. Uh, well, if Horford doesn't play, he's against Cornette with the second unit. Yeah. So that's that's a good spot for him. But yeah, even I mean, even up, going up against Porzingis, like he's still, you know, Porzingis. We don't he's not a great defensive way. player. No. Yeah, like it. It's it's been like this for years, man. It's like three straight years of me just blindly taking centers against the Celtics in nice spots, and it, it's come up big, like. That's just a position that they just really haven't gotten right over the past few years. All right. Let's move on to the... Before I do that, let's go ahead and talk about the Game Time app. 
game time you can buy tickets without the stress you don't got to worry about that sketchy guy standing outside the arena hey wizard's tickets here yeah, wizard's tickets i got wizard's tickets nah don't even worry about it don't even worry about it you can go to game time and i promise you they'll get you tickets really quick don't have to worry don't have to go about hunting down other people to get you your tickets or to pay them money or anything like that it's all available in the game time app and guess what if you find another seat in the same row or section for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, you redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Green, green, green. That's what you want to see in the Hall of Fame Bets app. That's going to let you know that your parlay is fully optimized, and their parlay optimizer tool is going to break everything down by hit rates on leg. It's going to give you an expected probability. It's going to do all of that. So download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HallofFameBets.com, H-O-F-Bets.com, and use code SGPN, get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Next game on the slate, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder. Open up minus three and a half. They are currently minus five and a half on the road playing Scott's Brooklyn Nets. 234 is the total here. Injury report, and we have nothing to report for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Brooklyn Nets, Dennis Wood Jr., probable. Lonnie Walker, probable. That is an upgrade for Lonnie Walker. And Ben Simmons is not playing. I forgot he was still on the team, to be fair. But yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, see, bye, Bustle. That's what I expect to happen. Uh, I, I do a YouTube play every night. I gave out the Thunder uh, last night at minus five. I just think it's a bad matchup for the Nets. They've been in bad form. They're bottom five in the last 10 games, both offensively and defensively. The Thunder lost their last game in a really bad spot that they were basically set up to lose for. I'll admit I kind of saw through that. I kind of missed that, but still, they didn't go down <laughs> without fighting. Like, they gave the Hawks all they could handle in a really bad spot. They're a great team. OKC is probably right now a top four, top three team in the league. The Nets were a team that overachieved early in the year. They've hit a wall. They can't score. Bridges has been bad recently. You know, I hate Dimwitty. And Cam Thomas has been slumping. And we know that he's a high-volume guy, and when the shots don't fall, it can get ugly. But the Thunder are a great team that have owned the Nets historically. They've won four straight meetings by 10-plus points. They played on December 31st in OKC. OKC won by 16. It's a really bad matchup for the Nets. This team can't score. OKC wants to run. And I just think at the end of the day, the Thunder, as you said before, are a buzzsaw. So I'm going to lead to the Thunder. This game might be close for a half. But the Nets are getting a lot of respect here for no reason. I'm going to lean to the Thunder. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm not backing this Nets team right now. I mean, you know I'm honest with my team. My team's just not very yeah. good. Uh, I'll I mean, tell it as it is. you talked about it. You, you talked about how they're bottom five in the past 10 games. The last five games, they're literally the last place team in terms of scoring 104 points per game. Going up against the second highest scoring team in that span, the Oklahoma City Thunder, 127.4 points per game. OKC has the better defense. They have the better offense. They have the better team. They actually have motivation because they look like they want to play basketball. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. any, And that's what's also very confusing because I probably would have laid more. And maybe it's because they lost to the Hawks and we're getting a, a steal because of that. But I would have laid more. I would have laid probably about seven. Maybe eight. Yeah, you said they won by, by a 
destruction. I think they win by like ten, give or take. But I think the Thunder. I think win. we should play. I think OKC eleven plus win margin is really a valid play here. What's the I price really on that? Uh, let's find out. Let's find out right here. OKC win margin or oh, there we go. Margin. OKC eleven plus is plus one eighty. Okay, I don't mind it. I don't. I don't mind it at all. I really think they're about to bury this team. Like, I think they're going to bury this team. All right. Shay, yes. The only issue the Thunder say... have is they can't rebound. So I think if you want to talk about Claxton or Sharp to have a good game on the glass, I don't mind that for the Nets' perspective. I just can't back any other players to score because the whole team forgot how to shoot. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a painful team to watch, you know? Give me check blocks, too. Okay. This this next team, this next team feast in the paint. I think they take uh, some of the most uh, shots inside the paint in the league. So give me Chet blocks to get it done. All right, all right, yeah, I'm done with that. The only guy I still like on the Nets roster, by the way, Cash's props is Cam Johnson. So shout out to his threes because he's actually been decent recently. I wonder, does he still have that streak of making at least one three? Like it would shock me. He's actually been pretty good. Like, the rest of the team's he, falling apart, but he's pretty steady with his role. I know he has, like, a streak going from last season where he's hit at least one three in every game. I don't know if that's still going or not. I didn't look at it, but I know that that was a thing at some point. New York Knicks, my New York Knicks Rockers, are on the road going to play the Philadelphia 76ers. Philadelphia opened up minus five. They're currently minus six. Two thirty-one and a half is the total in this one. Injury report for these two teams. And I have for the New York Knicks... Malachi Flynn is questionable for the 76ers. Robert Covington and Furkan Korkmaz questionable. De'Anthony Melton out. Okay, so JoJo is going to get his. Let's start. Yeah. Let's start the conversation there. JoJo is going to get his. He's probably going to have. He's going to have north of his points prop, max fifty. But somewhere between that 33 and a half and 50, he's definitely falling there. What I will say about this Knicks team is that I'm decently confident that they can hold everybody else except JoJo. Yeah, I can get behind that. Like, I really think that I think defensively they can hold every, if they just commit to letting Embiid do his thing. I really do think they can hold everybody else because this team has actually gotten a lot better with OG defensively. I will give him that much. But JoJo's definitely walking into his. He's going to get his regardless. It should be the game plan for the Knicks, especially after Embiid had a triple-double last game. You kind of let Embiid do his thing. You stop Tobias Harris. You stop. You try to stop Maxi, and you hope for the best. I feel like that's probably are they gonna the strategy do it? they're going to go with. But they're idiots. The Knicks are idiots. Are they going to do it? I feel like it's so easy. If, if I knew that was the game plan, I would take the Knicks plus six here. Easy. Are they going to do it? Or are they going to commit and, team, try, and try to bing? I, I I don't know. I feel like they're going to commit to trying to stop Joel Embiid, and they're going to throw double teams, and they're going to try these different looks, and none of them are going to work, and Joel Embiid's just going to get everybody else going while also still getting his. Like, <sighs> mm. Sounds like you're leaning Knicks, but you really don't know. I don't want to take the Knicks. I have a way that I see the Knicks winning, but I don't want to take the Knicks, so I'm taking the 76ers. 
I've been okay. doing pretty good. I can't. Fa- I think I've faded the Knicks every time this season, and we have a winning record. So I'm just going to keep going with the emotional hedge of continuously fading the Knicks, and maybe they actually look good by the time it gets to the playoffs. I think I'm going to lean Sixers, too, because they're at home, and they're just a really good home team. I don't feel great about it because I think this Knicks team with OG is interesting, so I'm going to keep yeah. an eye on them for the next couple games. But it's in Philly, and Bede's going to get whatever he wants. I know Hartenstein's been really good recently. He had like five blocks last game. I think he had, what, 17 rebounds or something crazy. But I expect him to be in foul trouble in about three minutes. It's just how it goes, you know. I just have questions about the Knicks' front court depth, especially dealing with Embiid. Offensively, Brunson has been racking up the assists. The shooting hasn't exactly been there recently for him, but the assists have been good. I guess the thing is I'm going to lean to Philly because I just have more faith in Embiid and Maxi and the supporting cast compared to the Knicks. I like the overall uh, move the Knicks made because you know I'm very anti-RJ Barrett. I have been for a long time. I like quickly, though. I think he, him being out is going to hurt the bench unit. But I am going to lean to the Sixers, though. At home, I think they're in a good spot here. Embiid might drop 40, but I do think looking at the spot, it's going to be close. Give me Philly by 9 or 10, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh... Give me the over. I like the over too. And it's really not. It's really not because the Knicks have been better defensively. It's just more of Joe Embiid is going to get his, and he's going to force Philadelphia's team total up a little bit. And then the Knicks have been scoring. Like they've been playing a lot better. I actually don't think that Philadelphia has anything to really, really, like really, really stop the Knicks. Maybe the Knicks beat themselves, but nah, I don't know. So I like the over. I think the over cashes. Are you tempted to take any Knicks guys for three-pointers because they might be intimidated by NBA? OG. OG. OG? Okay. Yeah. That's what he's here for. Three and D. I might be looking for DiVincenzo in that spot. I like DiVincenzo, too. I think OG and DiVincenzo very two very good options, especially if Brunson and Randall are able to get going because those guys are going to find a three-point shooter. Like, this is, what you, this is what you brought all these guys in for. You wanted to add all that shooting around. Well, really, Brunson, but since Randall's still here, I'll say that we're adding shooting around Randall, too. But it's really just adding all that shooting for Brunson. And then eventually, I think, I think Randall's point total is too high. I know he's been in good form and all, but 27 and a half points when Embiid's going to be sitting there in the paint the entire game. Doesn't that feel a bit high to you? At 27 and a half? Well, again, he's Michael been a Sar- monster recently. He's at 35 yeah, he, plus in three of the last four. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not fade. I'm not going to fade him, but it does feel slightly high. But it's also Joel Embiid. Sometimes, depending on the game, really doesn't care on the defenseman. And in a game where I think that he's going to be literally scoring 50, that he's probably not going to care on the defenseman. And he's just going to put all that towards scoring. Yeah, I also see Kentucky in the comment section mentioning OG rebounds at about four and a half, which he has done well with recently. I don't mind that. Uh, I think that he can be in a good spot to rebound. So far with the Knicks, he's done a pretty good job in that area. So OG, I think, is worth a look. It is plus money, by the way. It's plus 120 for four and a half rebounds. He's had at least six rebounds in his first two games with the Knicks. So I don't mind it. Uh, You can make an argument that number is definitely mispriced. Yeah, definitely plus money, and he's gotten there the first two games. Good call out by Kentucky Bound there. This is why you should be in the YouTube chat, youtube.com slash me again with podcasts. All right. Anything else? No, not really. Should be a fun yeah. game. Just just take JoJo's points prop, y'all. He's going to kill this team. <laughs> like, they have no answer. Who's going to stop him? Hartstein? Come on. This fun prop, by the way. Him. I saw Hartenstein. Who is this Cavs team? Who is oh. this Cavs team? Who? 
Who is this Cavs team? Well, we got an immediate Here we rematch, are. So. Here we are. Here we are talking about this again. Why are we talking about this again? We have the deja vu game with the Washington Wizards on the road playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. They did play this game on our Wednesday show, I believe it was. And yep. the Washington Wizards did uh, did not get the cover there. They were covering for a good portion, majority of that game. I think it was that second half that really blew it. 140 to 101. It was a nine. There was a mine was nine there. They got out to I mean, 27 in the second half. Yeah. By 27, yeah. They got killed in the second half. Yeah, they got buried in the second half. They, it, I watched the first half of the game. I didn't watch the second half, but I watched the first half. And, it, and they were actually competitive in that first half. And I was very much thinking, who is this Cavs team to be laying this amount of points? And now it's 10. I'm not I'm not laying 10 with the Cavs. I just don't care. Like, I really don't care. I'm not giving well, out. To be fair, you say now it's 10. 10. It was a 9.5 last game. So it's not like it has gone up that much. It, it, it has gone up. It, it closed at 9. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not betting this Cavs team laying, laying this number. I'm not doing it. I'm good. I think Steve, I am. Steve's calling me a clown, but I don't care. I'm not. I'm not laying. Like I, it's my money. I don't want to bet the Cavs. I'm not betting Cavs. I'm good. I'm probably not going to bet this game, but I'm going to lean to Cleveland in the spot. Yeah, I tried to give the Wizards can... credit. I tried to do it. I. I. I just can't. Cleveland actually has looked. Uh, it's mostly Jared Allen. Apparently, what he needed was everyone else to get injured. And then he remembered how to play basketball as a true center. But mm -hmm. I just think he's going to dominate on the inside again. He had 17 points and 19 rebounds and seven assists in 29 minutes. He just dominated Gafford on the inside. And Mitchell did his thing kind of. Wasn't that efficient. was 6 of 16. Struess was great, though. Went 6 of 8 from 3. And the bench unit was good. Levert was good. Went 9 of 18. Merrill was pretty good off the bench as well. Niang had 15 points. The main issue that I think I have with the Wizards team they're not good at guarding the three, and the Cavs went 20 of 42. The Cavs might have some issues, but they jack up a bunch of threes, and I think that's a problem for this Wizards defense. I don't mm -hmm. trust them guarding the three-point one, so I think for the sake of this, I'm going to lean to Cleveland. I expect a pretty similar script where it's going to be bombs away from the three-point line, and I just don't fully trust the Wizards to make any adjustments, so I'm going to lean to the Cavs here. See, and that's the thing. I'm going to just sit here and say that they don't shoot that well again. That's literally all it was. Okay. Max Drews started Fine. the game five for five. Max Drews is not starting the game five for five from three. He started the game My five for five. My point is they have a lot of guys that can thrive against this Wizards defense. That's kind of my point. You got the best game that you were getting out of that Cleveland team. I'm not taking it two games in a row. It's a deja vu game. Respect to the deja vu game. Take the other side. Take the under. I'm just going to lean to Cleveland. Uh, I do like Jared Allen props, though, because I know for a fact Washington can't guard him. So I think Jared Allen rebounds again. It's worth a look. It's going to be a high number, but it's probably not high enough because we know the Wizards are not really good on the inside. And to look at Jared Allen's prop here, his rebounds are at 13 and a half, which I know is high, but the Wizards are one of the worst rebounding teams in the entire league. I think yeah. I have to lean over on the Allen rebounds. Like he's, he's just been that good on the glass. Shout out to Steve for pointing out Moonoff and Chris nailed Jared Allen on Wednesday. I also nailed Jared Allen on Wednesday, but I don't get the credit for it because Steve doesn't like me because I'm a clown. <laughs> I'm playing. All right, I'm playing. I'm it's playing. not a bad call by Steve, though. Rebounds and assists at 17 and a half. He did have 17 no, assists last No, time. yeah. I, I like one. Jared Allen. I told you guys. I like Jared no, Allen. I mentioned, I mentioned the rebounds. I, I didn't mention the assists. The assists are also worth a look. So oh, yeah. yeah. I, don't mind, I don't mind the RA. He had like six assists in that first. Like at one point, he was leading that team in assists. 
He might have had a triple double shot if they weren't blowing him out. Yo, second he's half. good. Like he's good, man. All right. So and he says I'm a good look. See, he tries to he tries to bring it back and call me good looking and then add a clown. Like I oh the backhanded compliment. One day I'm not gonna be a clown. All right. Nah, bro. I'm really I'm really kind of I don't know, bro. It's something about Cleveland. I just don't like this team, man. I don't like the team either, but I hate the Wizards more. So I and just... the thing is. I like them early on in the year. It's, it's just watching them. Watching them, I don't like it. But no, I get it. The Wizards team sucks. But respect to the deja vu game. All right. Los Angeles Clippers on the road going to play the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans open up minus one. It's now Clippers minus one. 230 and a half is total injury report in these two games. And we have for the Los Angeles Clippers, whenever I find it on my sheet here. There we go. I think they're actually uh, healthy. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, Diabete is out with a hand injury, but he doesn't really play. And for the Pelicans, Trey Murphy, questionable. Matt Ryan, out. So no Matt Ryan interception props. No no Matt Ryan interception props. I thought he was a a broadcaster at this point. All right. Let's see here. We have – is he a broadcaster like for real? I thought he was. I thought it was with like Fox. For who? For who? I thought it was with Fox. I thought he was doing some really? occasional bonus coverage stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how he is as a broadcaster. I feel like he sucks. <laughs> All right. Why would I want to hear Matt Ryan talk? All right. Uh, back to this game. Um, I don't know. Clippers have actually been pretty good. It's game of the night. I, I think both team. I think this is must watch TV as far as I'm concerned. I'm really looking forward to watching this match. Uh, this matchup. I'll go out of my way to watch this game. Clippers have been great whenever Kawhi plays. Especially both teams won the last great. four. Both teams won the last four. Pelicans have been really good recently. Now Trey Murphy being banged up is not ideal. Uh, they look engaged for once, but this is what the Pelicans do. They're a very up and down team. The ups are crazy. Where you think they can maybe win the Western Conference. And then they'll lose games to Memphis where they'll blow double-digit leads in the fourth quarter, and you wonder why this team's even still together. So this Pelicans team's a psycho team. The Clippers, though, when healthy, they might be the second-best team in the Western Conference. Like, I would still pick Denver to win a series, but (laughs) this Clippers team's really, really good watching them play with Harden and with Kawhi being healthy. I really... I'm I'm on the fence with this one because I really like the form both teams are in. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) <laughs> I might be coming around on the Clippers a little bit. <laughs> that was real, really, really good. Hey, that's a lot for me to say. I might be coming around on the Clippers a little bit. I really might. <laughs> I still do don't know good. if I trust in playoff time because Kawhi's got to stay healthy. And, no, that James Harden's still on the team. James Harden's still on the team. None of that matters. He's the literally... Team. He's literally a, a jinx. Like I, it does. This team could be the number one team all season, but if James Harden is on this team in the playoffs, they're not going anywhere. Once again, for the playoffs, different animal. Regular yeah. season, this team is probably a top five team in the league, based on how. Yeah, the man. I didn't. Hey, so, too. I didn't think I would be saying this Clippers team is really good either. Like I, I didn't think I'd be saying it. I have a future. Where this team doesn't make the playoffs. And it wasn't even a bad future. It looked great about a month ago or like a couple weeks ago. And then they just hit, fi- they caught fire. It just, I'm calling it as it is, watching them play. They've been great for the last couple yeah, weeks. And I mean, the only I time they even... struggle is when Kwai doesn't play. Kwai is really the glue of the entire team. Not because he's just the best player, but watching them with and without Kwai, they're not even close. They're not even that good of a team when Kwai doesn't play. I'm going to lean Clippers because I do think Trey Murphy being out matters. And the fact that the Clippers are at full strength does help. 
it's a hell of a game. I'm gonna if watch. If they take it. an L here, this is not a bad loss. Like if they take an L here, it's not a bad loss. No. Going to New Orleans and playing New Orleans at home. New Orleans twelve and seven at home. ATS and against the spread. Uh, against the spread, the Clippers are seven and eight on the road. Seven and eight straight up. Uh, twenty one and five is a favorite, actually. You know, on straight up. So that very, you can see that. But it's a very very short line. I. I, I, I'm going to take the home dog just because this feels like a really good home dog spot, but this is nothing against the Clippers. Like, I think it's if most the Clippers lose this game, yeah, if the Clippers lose this game, I'm not coming up here on Monday talking about, oh, I told you about the Clippers. They suck. No, this is a perfectly fine game to lose. So I'll take New Orleans, but I'm not taking anything away from how the Clippers are playing right now. But I've like had I a good said, read on the Pelicans lately. It might have been me just being low in Minnesota because I, I liked Pelicans money line in that mm-hmm. game, but I, I think that these two teams, based on how they're currently playing, they're easily top 10 teams in the league based on current form. Maybe not at the yeah. grand scheme of things. Pelicans have played like a top eight team in the league for the last week or so. Mm-hmm. It's a great matchup. It's a phenomenal matchup as a basketball fan. Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm completely interested. Completely interested right now. And Let's I'm glad both of these two teams turned it around. I'm glad they both turned around because the league is better when we really don't know who's going to go to the finals. Like, I think it's yeah. a lot better instead of, you know, those years where you're like, oh, we're just skipping the regular season, waiting for LeBron versus the Warriors. Now now that we really don't know who's going to, like, really don't know who's going to the finals, I like when there's a lot better teams and more teams have a stake to the claim of the throne. So, No offense yeah. to your team, but I am really annoyed the Knicks games on TV instead of the Clippers-Pelicans game. No offense. Why did you think I would take offense to that? No, no, because you're a Knicks fan. And I'm a Knicks hater. Fair. <laughs> Just saying, I, this game really should be on TV. Yeah, it should. It, it should. Yeah. All right. I'll lean over, but it's mostly because I just think both offenses are in good form. Then again, New Orleans defense has been kind of nasty lately. Mm, I think I'm just kind of on New Orleans team total over. I still don't actually like the defense for the Clippers that much. I'll take New Orleans, a New Orleans team total over. It's probably the game I'm going to stay away from, but I'm going to be watching just for scouting yeah. for the for future games because I'm really uh, interested. I think we could get I think we could get a nice little excuse me SGP going in this game. Yeah, for props Something. I'm fine with. I mean, for like a side or a total, I feel like oh I'm yeah, yeah, yeah in that area. There's too much up in the air, but uh, Kawhi's probably going to get the Herb Jones treatment. Do I care? Not really. He's Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> like I don't know if I really care that much. Uh, do you think the Pelicans with Zion just are able to dominate on the inside? Because I'm still not a big Zubac guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think they should. And that's really, like, I was thinking Valanciunas. Okay. Because he's sneaky. He has some sneaky, really good games where CJ just kind of starts feeding him in the post and he just starts going to work. So I, I kind of was thinking Valanciunas might have a really good one here. Uh, I see Zubac points, by the way, is at nine and a half. That sounds way too low to me. I'm not the biggest Zubac guy, but he plays a lot of minutes with this team. And you're looking at his recent performances. He's been struggling a bit recently against the Heat and the Suns, but they also blew the Suns out. So that game was kind of lopsided, and his Uh-oh. minutes were cut because of that. But I'm going to lean over. You know, it's not going to be the oh fade here because I actually like the over on this guy. I mean, Zubac's had at least 12 points in seven of the last 10 games. I just think this line's a bit short at nine and a half for a starting center. He's gone over this number, by the way, in 16 of the last 20. 16 of the last 20 and his line's at nine and a half. That feels a little bit short. It's five dunks. It's five pick and roll lob passes from Harden. It's all I need. It's all I need. Maybe you put a right. layup. That's all I need. 
Uh, I'm going to instigate here. We have almost a lock battle in the chat. Kaysen versus Luis. Kaysen on the Los Angeles Clippers. Luis might be on the Pelicans. We'll see what he's doing later. Just take the lock battle. Take the lock battle. Oh, Ty Lue has a 4-10 coaching record versus the Pelicans. I didn't know that. That's kind of like, that's really weird. It's actually kind of weird. Let me think. How bad is How bad is this team's? That sounds vaguely really? familiar, but I'm trying to figure out if they faced off in any capacity of stakes. Did they face off in the play-in any of those years? The play-in, no. It was Minnesota that knocked out the Clippers in the play-in. That was a single-game elimination, though, or that was the yeah. second game? Oh, wait. That might have been the second game. What's the? It was the Pelicans in the first. It was the Pelicans in the first the Pelicans the beat game. them in the first game. And then Minnesota knocked them out the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I thought one. happened. I thought the Clippers went 0-2 oh, in the play-in. wow. Does Pelicans seem own Ty Lue? They might. They might. <laughs> that's a random fact. People focus on out. the Beverly game with the Timberwolves, but I'm pretty sure the Pelicans beat them in the first game. Yeah, that it was the Pelicans. It was the Pelicans. Didn't they yeah. blow a massive lead in that fourth quarter in that game? From what I remember. Something. I, I just know it was a victory lap on this Clippers team being ugh, at that point. Yeah, that's hilarious. All right. Yeah, I'm all shoot. I might actually end up the Pelicans today. I'm just gonna watch the game and enjoy it. As a I fan. might end up betting the Pelicans today. All right, we got the Charlotte Hornets going to Chicago to play Chicago Bulls. Bulls are laying eight and a half to twenty is total. Injury report here for the Chicago Bulls. We have Zach Levine questionable with the foot injury. Vucevic questionable with the adductor injury. Patrick Williams probable with the ankle. No Torian Craig. For the Hornets, no Mark Williams, no Gordon Hayward, no Lamelo. Yeah, Scott, this is what you were waiting on. To fade Levine the first game he comes back for? As eight-and-a-half-point favorites? I, I listened to you with Utah last time, and it. I hope we're on the same page that we just fade this team with Levine coming back. Honestly, it's great for the banter. <laughs> It's great. We fade the same. We fade the same. Like we fade this team with Levine coming back. We take Hornets plus eight and a half. Hornets on the money line. And let's just let, fade this team with Levine coming back. I have They're to point out that's going to mess everything you know, up. Vucevic might be coming back as well. He has not played in about a week or two, so that is definitely a boost. But yeah, so, Levine coming back, it feels perfect to fade this team. So what if Levine and Vucevic are both sluggish, and then they t- they also in turn take shots away from Kobe White, who's been playing really good. This seems yeah, that's what's going to happen. This seems going to get buried. I'm I'm going to lean uh, Hornets here. Oh, by the way, Marvin, uh, Levine hasn't come back yet. This would be his first game back. So yeah, they've looked this, bad this, in this, general. This, Levine hasn't played yet. Yeah, this is the first one. Uh, this would be Vucevic's first game back as well. So, but like they they were looking really good for a while. I know it kind of slowed down the past game or two, whatever it was, but like. Kobe White was a monster, and now he's going to get significantly less shots. And I, at this point, this is really less about Charlotte, and this is more about just fading the Bulls in this roster. <laughs> That's all it is. We're just fading this this roster. By the way, I right. read some of the comments. Uh, technically, Levine is questionable, but he has been ramping it up in practice recently. And the fact so, that he went no, from non-existent for a month to questionable 
it looks like no, all week they said that this is this is where they plan in his return to be. I know that he's officially questionable on the sheet, but when you uh, talk to the beat writers and all of that stuff, and I recommend people do that, like check out the Reddit pages and like the if you're not following some of these NBA teams, especially if you want to follow them really really closely, follow the beat writers because they'll tell you stuff like in the middle of the week of like what the plans for the week are, and they said that. Uh, the this plan the is for it's Friday. Yeah, this was the target date. This Friday was the target date, and they said that barring any huge setback, he will be playing this game. So, yeah, I'm all over. Oh, I'm all oh, over oh. Charlotte in this game. All over Charlotte in this game. Two twenty. I give me under. Oh. I guess I don't. I don't really know. I, I don't care about. It, so I'm not gonna lie to you. I think I'll lean over, but I don't. Why well, I don't really care to be honest. Any player props or anything like in this game? I. I'm really tempted to just take unders with the Bulls. Like, I really think the Kim Shittiest team, like, they were playing really well, like, leading up to this game. Uh, they they're, about to, they're about to destroy everything. Week, so. I mean, the str- they, got it's the past- by, they got killed by Philly. They fell apart in the second half against the Knicks. But for the most part, they were playing better without them in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. It was not a good like, past week for the Bulls, but they were better yeah. last month. That's what I, there we go. That's better way of putting it. Yeah, I'll give you a fun uh, secondary prop, which isn't on a market, but I'll ask you right now. Levine, assuming he's on a minute restriction, over under 16 and a half shot attempts for Levine in this game. Is he, he going to start chucking on a, on a, on a, on a, a minute dickhead. restriction? He, he, would, he would be a dickhead to start shooting. I'm just wondering. Is he I'll, just I'll show take up the, immediately and start chucking? I don't know. I'll take over. Why not? I'll take over. He's he'd be a dickhead to start shooting as soon as he comes back and just fuck. He's got to bump up, up the trade value, right? Yeah, that's, that's what he's trying to do, and that's how they're gonna lose. As a matter of fact, what if he has a good game and they still lose? I'm just gonna laugh even harder. <laughs> I mean, the amount Bro, of comedy material for this game, the potential's extremely high. The potential is so high. Like this, the potential is so high. And honestly, I I would love to see a train wreck of the Bulls here because they should have made a move a while ago. All right. Yeah, two two and a half years ago when I t- said they should. No, but that was back when I thought Lonzo actually might play basketball again. I still, so I still a firm believer. Lonzo could save this team if he was healthy, like fully healthy, and was able. You to think play. Lonzo's in the building for this game? With, with I don't Lamello even think. I don't even think Lonzo is in Chicago. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Lamelo is in, Chicago, in Chicago, Chicago. They're probably hanging out, just not even. They're watching in LA. Both of them are in LA, chilling. Like they're both in LA, chilling. They're not even yeah. anywhere near this game. All right, Minnesota Timberwolves on the road going to play the Houston Rockets. Opened up minus two and a half. Timberwolves are currently minus three and a half. Two seventeen and a half is total here. It's a low number. It is. I wonder why it went up. Because Houston's a good home team. I'm assuming that's the argument. Why would it go up, though? It went from minus two and a half to minus three and a half. It would go down. If oh wait, sorry. Wait a second. I, I might have. I might have. Uh, I might have put down the wrong favorite in this game. Sorry. Oh, let me just check this. I might. No. Have... <laughs> yeah, Whoops. yeah, yeah. No, Minnesota. He said rocks game. went up, and I'm like, oh, my bad. Uh, yeah, yeah just... no, no. Minus minus two and so a half. So Minnesota's playing three and a half, correct? Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Okay, cool. I was just making sure. Okay. Let me let me fix that real quick. Rock is quietly two. Only won two of their last five home games. And this is the last of a six-game home stand, I think it is. Minnesota's been struggling. They have. But, hmm, 
Was it just the Nets? Maybe it was just the Nets. I, yeah, I watched. They, they yeah, it was the, the Nets. They, it they was the score. Nets. They can't score. It was the Nets. They they beat in Brooklyn and Detroit in their past two games. They lost to Philly, the Suns, and the Pacers. I think they just ran into the right teams to beat. Give me Minnesota. I think I'm going to lean to Minnesota too, which might surprise some people here because I called Minnesota frauds earlier in the week, and they've done nothing to disprove me of that. Hey, I man, it's a game-by-game basis. It's a game-by-game basis. I still don't trust them offensively, but I still don't trust Houston offensively, so I think that it kind of balances out. But, I mean, you're looking at Shangun, and you're looking at Van Vliet. Jalen Green's been a mess, but he's occasionally been decent, and Jabari Smith's extremely hot or extremely cold. It's just how he goes. So with both teams being kind of up and down offensively, I'll take the better defensive team uh, with, I know Gobert has not played that well recently. Cat's been okay, but not great. I just think they have so many defensive options to shut down the limited offensive options that the that the uh, Rockets have. Mm-hmm. What do the Rockets have? With Dylan Brooks being out, who's going to guard Ant? And I know my no, main So I was literally him. about to say that. Like, who who is stopping this man? My main argument against the Rockets, especially based on this matchup, I criticize the Tim rules because I don't think they have any scoring depth. They need Ant to go for 30-35 in a lot of games. Kind of mm-hmm. like the Warriors need from Curry. They need their superstar to carry the entire team. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the Rockets actually have the have the matchups to fully slow them down. So I think Edwards is in line for a big game. I think mm-hmm. he carries this team. I think the Timberwolves win. So I think that this is going to be. I think this might be a close game, but I think Minnesota does enough late. Maybe Edwards hits the dagger shot to put the game on ice. Give me Minnesota minus three and a half. I'm telling you, Anthony Edwards is making our underdog play at the end of the show. Yeah, I'm fine with that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He's walking in at 35. I don't know who's stopping him. I really don't. Fred Van Fleet, he's not big enough. Like, anybody else? I'm not wasting my time. They probably can't even double team, right? That defense really took a hit with Dylan Brooks slowing out, though. I know I understand it's been okay the past two games, but they played the Nets and they played the Pistons. Defense took a hit with Dylan Brooks going down. I kind of like the over 217 and a half. I think I'm going to lean under in this one. I just think both teams defensively can bring it. The pace might not be there. Both teams play pretty slow. So I can see that being an issue for the over in this game. It might be why the line is so is so low for the total because both teams love to play in the half court. They're going to drain a ton of clock. And I do think offensively, both teams are limited. So I'm going to lean to the under. Dang, how many home games in a row do Rockets going to have? Golly, they play it back-to-back tomorrow against the Bucks. All right. Gian- Giannis might absolutely just kill that team for 40, but that's a separate story. Dang, JR, you don't like Ant? <laughs> the Ant's off, really? I think he's actually the, has the most mental fortitude of anybody on that team. <laughs> By a pretty wide margin. On that By team, a, it's, a low, it's a low bar to be it's fair. It's a low bar. It's a very low bar. But Who's like sure. the second best mental fortitude? Is it like Mike Conley Kyle or Anderson? Kyle Anderson? But yeah, it's 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 not it's not great. It's not great, man. Kyle Anderson's willing to curse out Gobert in a huddle. So at least I know Anderson's willing to back words there, but yeah, it's not it's not great. Like Kyle Anderson, but I had to mention Connolly because he actually plays. They don't have many guys that fully stand on business. They really just don't have that. But I gotta mention Anderson. Like he's willing to call out Gobert in a in a huddle. I, I didn't forget about that. Kyle Anderson can play for my team any day of the week. But oh man, it's so funny. We both we both say is it Kyle Anderson? Yeah, I had to mention. Oh man. Ah. 
Nah, so I used to think Ant was overrated, JR. I'm not gonna lie. I did, but I've come, I've seen a light. I've seen a light. I'm just gonna I don't think he's overrated. I think Minnesota puts way too much on his plate to be successful long term. That's the issue Mm -hmm. I have. I agree with that as well. All right, Portland. Uh, Dave, I I, I. (sighs) Portland Trailblazers. Deja vu game. Portland Trailblazers going to play Dallas Mavericks. Dallas open up laying 11.5 is currently minus 10.5. 238.5 is total. Injury report here for the Trailblazers. And we have Jabari Walker doubtful. DeAndre Eaton out. Moses Brown out. They actually have no size on his. <laughs> and for the Dallas Mavericks, Derek Lively, the second questionable. Grant Williams questionable. Dante Exum doubtful. Rashawn Holmes doubtful. Yeah, um, not my best moment with the Blazers last time out. Our best moment. We're a team on here. We both only but, ones. But guess what? Oh, you're going back to it. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Because, man, what are the odds that they do it twice? What are the odds that this Dallas team does it twice? This is a team that historically is really bad at covering as a favorite at home. What are the odds that they do it twice back to back? I mean, come on. What are the odds? I'm just not going to be as excited about it as I was last time. But what are the odds that they do it twice? I think I'm just going to lean to Dallas. I, I don't, I'm not going to bet it. Like I, cause Dallas, I do agree is a psycho team, but if the amount of helplessness you feel when you bet on a bad team against a Luca yep. and he's going for 39, 10 and 10 yep. in about three quarters, it's like, just so again, painful. Da- mindful. Whenever we bet against Dallas, we're never betting against Luca. We're betting against everybody. <laughs> I know it, it's just the feeling. <laughs> we are so never betting against Luca. We're always Luka betting against feel- everybody else. You see Luca get switched on to like Simons, and you're like, "What am I even doing? <laughs> like, what what am I even?" And doing, what man? I would say is, I really thought Anthony Simons was gonna have a better game, and I would back. Him I did. He Simons. was he was back like, for real. I might not. I might not. Uh-huh. I'm probably gonna end up betting Portland again, just because I'd be really really pissed if Portland does what I thought they were gonna do last game this game, and I didn't bet it. So unfortunately, I have to commit to this. I understand if nobody else wants to join this train with me, please don't join the train with me. It feels terrible. It feels horrible it feels disgusting i really really don't want to be on this boat but however i really really did you know commit myself in the last show so i have to ride for it and it's a deja vu game so i have to do the other side so if you're all everybody else i think you should take dallas to be honest but me i'm gonna have to take portland because if portland does get this win and i don't bet it after doing everything i did wednesday then i'll never forget myself so unfortunately i have to go all in you all don't have to do that I think and my david from toronto Dave from Toronto said that Dallas is seven and three ATS versus Blazers in the last 10. Yes, 100%. I think you all should take Dallas, but I'm committed to this. And if Portland does get it done, I have to be on the side. So the only thing I'll say about this is if Portland does end up keeping this game close, they need Simons to have a massive game. So instead of backing Portland, I think I'll just back Simons. If I'm going to pick anybody on Portland, because Dallas can still kill this team. And yep. Simon still gets his. So I think yep. that's going to be my pivot. I'll lean to Simon's to have a good bounce back game. Maybe Simon's threes. But I'm going to lean to Dallas because I just don't think Portland can guard them. Simply put, I just think Dallas has too much talent on the front, on the backcourt to really have much resistance. So I'm going to lean to Dallas. But I think if you want to take Portland, you can do what I do, which is pivot to Simon's having a good game as a player prop sole play. Yeah, I just have no idea who's stopping Kyrie. Yeah, that's I right. have no with no no rim protection, like nothing. He's well, you can argue the one person stopping Kyrie is Luca because he has the ball all the time. 
Very much true. Very much true. Man, I would love to be on Dallas in this spot. I would. But I can't. I'm already committed. I'm way too far gone. And I just have to go ahead and take the L on the two games. And I'm perfectly fine doing that. All right. I like the I'm gonna lean over in that game, by the way. But I don't have a strong opinion on it. But if I'm expecting Simons to play better, this were ninety seven last game. Bro, you're better play. than that. Like, I know Portland's not good, over. but you're better than that. It's over. It's gonna go. Over. I'll lean over. But I'm not and once again, I'm not fits. betting. I'm not gonna bet this game, but I'm gonna only And that fits the deja vu game. Last game went over. I mean under. Last one went under, right? Yeah, last one went yeah, under. This last one game went under. under. Yeah, flip flop. You flip flop in the deja vu game. There you go. All right. Miami Heat did cash for me on the last episode. Appreciate that. That actually made for the entire day because there was no the doubt Lakers, in my mind. Not very good. <laughs> no doubt in my mind that the Miami Heat was beating the Lakers. So Miami now on the road going to play the Phoenix Suns. Suns are laying four, 229 and a half is total here. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Miami Heat, whenever I find their name on this incredibly long sheet. Uh, there we go. Caleb Martin is doubtful. Jim Butler is out. Hayward Highsmith is out. And for the Suns, we have Kevin Durant's questionable. Eric Gordon's questionable. Nazir Little is questionable. It's really about Durant. No offense to Eric Gordon, but Durant, based on how he's <laughs> Or Nazir gone, Little? Dang. Yeah, or Nazir Little. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but still. Uh, looking at Durant, to go through his practices recently, he went through a non-contact partial practice on Thursday. So that does not tell me that he's going to play. I actually think he might not play. Non-contact? That doesn't sound like you're going to play in the game right after, does it? Yeah, so he – yeah, he – I believe it was something along the lines of he was practicing and then he didn't finish the practice and with that injury. And yeah, I, I just assume he's not going to play. Why, he doesn't need to play this game. A lot of people expect him to, but once again, non-contact, it's kind of rare you go straight from non-contact to playing. Yeah, give me the heat here. I'll take the four. I'm going to lean heat too in the spot. Once again, it might just be based on theory that I don't think Durant's going to play, but I know for a fact what effort level I'm going to get for Miami. I can't say the same about Phoenix. Phoenix right. is a team that I really don't like laying points with, especially against decent competition. Right. I just can't. I, I, I can't trust this Phoenix team, man. I just can't do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, 229 and a half. Player props. Anything Anything else for this game before we move on? We got to keep going. keep going with Hawkes? Oh, yeah. You know, I'm not stopping. <laughs> That's really, and, really and, and they keep dropping him down to like 15 and a half, and he keeps getting 16. Like They keep dropping him down, and, and Butler is still not playing. So I'm going to yeah. keep taking the overs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's my guy. That's my guy. He's good. All right. I'm, I'm going on two years without betting, damn, and life is so much better. All right. The Orlando Magic on the road going to play the Denver Nuggets. Denver just did get that win. Uh, against Golden State last night on a back-to-back, laying nine and a half here. Two twenty-three and a half is total injury report, and we have for the Orlando Magic again. Whenever I can find their name on this long, end. they're missing a lot of guys. Yeah, Wendell Carter questionable. Franz Wagner out. Markel Fultz out. Jonathan Isaac out. Joe Ingles out. Gary Harris out, and then don't have anything for the Nuggets because they just played last night. 
I mean, Franz uh, is the big one. I mean, Franz is the most important injury. Yeah, that was. yeah, it is. He's arguably 1B to 1A. Or he could be 1A to 1B, however you want to put it. It's such a bad spot for Denver, though. I know they're at home. I say we blindly. Altitude, I, but we might have to blindly take Orlando. It's such a bad spot. You had really such is. an insane comeback last night in California. Then you're traveling back for a back-to-back. If Denver sat some guys, I wouldn't even be shocked. That's and so that's the question, and I don't think people are talking about it. Does Denver randomly sit somebody? I want to see the minutes for that game. I want to quickly pull this it is, up. I'm assuming they played a lot of minutes, but I want to just confirm. Yeah, that. but think about it. This is a non-conference game at home. You're not on any national TV. You're on a back-to-back. You just got an emotional win the night before. Like if he, if if uh, Mike Malone said, "Hey, let's give you know this person Jamal Murray a, a break today," you know. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, there might be a chance that he ends up sitting somebody, especially after looking at this injury report for the Orlando Magic. Why would everybody play in this game? But by the way, reading off the minutes, handicap. reading off the minutes for the starting lineup, Jokic played 38, Gordon played 35 <clears throat> in the first game after the dog bite incident. So we'll see if he plays. Uh, Caldwell Pope played 35, Murray played 32, Porter played 30. So every starter played at least 30 minutes. It would not shock me if they sat a couple guys in this game. Yeah, I, I'm with the chat. Let's go back to Orlando first half. After that game last night on the back to back, let's let's just say Paolo Bancaro gets out and gets out really really fast in this game, and he has he goes some five for six, uh, thirteen points in the first quarter, something like that. Like I think I have to they, like his overs blindly because Franz is in there, so every shot's yeah. going to go to Bancaro. And you know that I don't like the the Magic at all in the fourth quarter. Like I think that they're a bad fourth quarter offense, but. I just think it's a really bad spot for Denver. I'm gonna leave like, yeah. early. I feel like this. I feel like this is a good. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It, I don't know how like, you can reset after that. You came back from 18 down on the road in the final six minutes. Now you're on a back to back with travel. The next day. The next. How day? do you reset after that? Like it would not shock me if they come out in a massive flat spot. And it feels like everybody's gonna be on Denver after that too. I think Denver might be the team that we get every day. That's a late. Uh, injury report shenanigans team. Uh, that's what mm. I'm kind of expecting. So I'll okay. lean to Orlando first half. Yeah, I think I like Orlando first half as well. That's really the play. All right, looks like we're all we're all squad right in with Orlando first half here. Uh, anything else? I mean, anything else to this game? No. Now, once again, I don't know who's going to play for Denver, but I got to consider Boncaro props because Franz not being there, he might he might take 25, 30 shot attempts in this game. Like I don't know who else mm-hmm. is going to shoot. Take Jalen Suggs. He's never afraid of any shots at all. He's blindly taking for the volume. I don't mind that. Maybe we saw Suggs take a lot of big shots in the Kings game. Some of them didn't go in, but he's going to take them. And they have a lot of injuries to the point guard spot. I don't mind Jalen Suggs props. Adam said we're crazy. They feel unbeatable right now. Hey man, they can win the game. We don't care about un- winning the game. If you feel unbeatable. You might overlook somebody that you think that you can just go like that may not be a good thing. It can be a good thing for confidence, but it may not be a good thing for cockiness. We'll see. Once again, unbeatable means win the game. We don't care if Denver wins the game or not, as long as they don't win by ten points. They can win. We don't give a damn. Yeah. Besides, we're talking about first half. Like I'm, I'm fine with first half Orlando against a tired team. Yeah. By the way, Cole Anthony is back, but with Fultz being out and looking at the rest of the. Uh, Gary Harris isn't a point guard, but he's still a guard. 
I mean, Suggs is going to play minutes. I don't mind Cole Anthony props if you think that somebody might step up and have a big game out of nowhere. But Suggs' last game took 12 three-pointers. He's oh. taking seven plus threes in four straight games. For the volume alone, I got to at least consider Suggs' props. All right. Detroit Pistons on the road going to play the Golden State Warriors. Pistons are catching 10. 239 is the total injury report here for, and not really anything for Golden State because they played last night in that meltdown. And for the Pistons, Alec Burks is questionable with the hamstring. No beef stew, no Monty Morris. We're just blindly taking Detroit. I think I have to. I mean, if we're talking about bad spots, yes, you can argue motivation-wise Golden State might get up for this game, but I don't even know if they will. How do you come back from that? Day after? I mean, going eight I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, they, I can see them bouncing back. Detroit's it's just bad, but at least they've been playing hard. At least I know that they're going to give a certain effort level. I mean, I know they lost to Utah. That game was fun, though, but I'm going to lean. I'm not laying this number. I'm no. not laying this number with them. I'm I can't, I can't lay nine and a half with Golden State. I I, I just can't do it. After They've what happened yesterday, they might, it might be in their feels. I can't do it. They got the cover yesterday, and that boosts their home record to now 6-11-2 ATS. I'm not backing this team. I'm not. I've seen, the, I've seen Portland go in there and cover. I've seen Washington go in there and cover. Uh, why would I not think that Detroit can possibly do the same thing? I understand, you know, everything. Uh, I'm I'm not. Give me Detroit plus ten. That's pretty. Kaming- easy for me. Kaminga's going to play thirty minutes tonight. I'm going to lose my damn mind. But that's what's going to happen. So I like Kaminga props. Hey, give me give me Kaminga rebounds. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Kaminga's going to have a huge game in this. Like after what happened yesterday and all the amount of minutes these guys played, Kaminga's probably going to play a lot, especially the game after. But I'm going to lean Detroit. This team sucks, but it's such a bad spot to be laying nine and a half with Golden State, and this team can't even hold leads. So I, I'm going to lean Detroit. Oh, man. Kaminga's going to go off today. I might I might ladder Kaminga rebounds today. It just feels like Scott just tilted the mojo that day, that way. And so now the day after, he goes crazy on the boards. Yeah, I might have to end up. What's well, also with an older core. Clay's playing a bunch of minutes. Wiggins hasn't been good, but he played a lot of minutes late. Chris Paul yep. on a back-to-back. Kaminga's young. One of the younger guys on the team. Like, I can see a pretty decent boost in minutes for him in the spot. Yep. 100%. All right. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't wait to Kaminga lines drop. <laughs> I, I might sprinkle on double double, by the way. And so I was literally <laughs> I just, Scott, I was literally just thinking I'm going to play his double double. <laughs> I don't mind Trace Jackson Davis props, by oh, the way. I think, I think he actually, Yo, he's really like good. He's really good. I like him. He's There's really a bad good. matchup for him yesterday against Denver, but I think in this matchup, he's got a spot. Especially with the size of Detroit, Duran, Bagley. Like, they're going to need him. All right. Memphis Grizzlies on the road going to play the Los Angeles Lakers in a rematch of these. What was that? Was that the first round last year? Yep. First round. Yeah. Rematch of the first round of the playoffs last year. Lakers open up minus six. They're currently minus four. 227 is total here. Dog, is there like. How is Darwin Do I have so to, employed? Is there any question on taking Memphis here? Is there any question? Like, is there the question any, would be Memphis chat, not being is that anybody good. on the Lakers in this game? I think I might be. Are you serious? I think I might be. 
I don't. This I want to get this. This is a complete stay away game for me. For Memphis. I, I think both teams stink. Like I don't want anything to do with this game from betting perspective. But I don't think Memphis is that good. Lakers are decent at home, but it really comes down to what I saw in the playoffs last year. I know for a fact AD is going to body every center on this team. Like they cannot. They don't have any answer for AD. He's going to probably have five blocks in the first three quarters of the game. LeBron, I think they have an answer for either. I'm going to lean Lakers at home. Once again, it's a matchup between two teams I really don't like. I like AD props in this game, but I'm I'm not going to bet it. I, I'm going to lean Lakers in the spot, but I I just I'm going based on what I've seen in the matchup. AD owns this team. Just simply. Give me Ja. Give me Ja to get it done. John, these guys get it done over the Lakers. They they they're gonna get up for this game. It, they don't have many games to get up for. They're gonna get up for this game. It feels like this Lakers team is kind of gonna overlook them a little bit. They feel like they they're the better team. They're still under five hundred. Like at the end of the day, they're still under five hundred. I do think AD is gonna go off, but and granted, I will say this. It has been a while since AD has left a game early. I keep mentioning it, guys. Oh, no, he's played a bunch of games. Yeah. <laughs> I, I keep mentioning it, guys, and I'm not trying to jinx so I'm not. But I, I just know that when I get into this mode of AC and AD play games, I'm like, oh, AD's AD, 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 and then he goes and he starts getting hurt, and then he start, forgets, and he doesn't want to play basketball anymore. I, the issue isn't that he gets he missed a lot of games. The issue is that he looks like he's about to miss seven weeks every time he hits the floor. That's why the jokes keep running. Yeah, but yeah, it keeps going. Hey, man. Hey, man. I'm just saying, bro. I started. I'm just trying to tell you, man. (laughs) We've seen it in the past, man. We get on this 80 train and he's playing and he looks good. And then next thing you know, out for 30 games. (laughs) All right. Nah, bro, this Lakers team sucks, man. I'm not laying. They're not. They're not a good team. Like, I don't think Memphis is that good either, though. So that's why it's for me. It's kind of a wash. I'm I'm going to lean to the Lakers at home. (laughs) <laughs> uh, 420 Parlay King said, I'll take Orlando and Portland over the Lakers. <laughs> Seeing how everybody, how bad everybody was so anti-Portland, that actually says a lot. That's hilarious. All right. Yeah, I'm take, I'm with John them guys. Give me Memphis plus four. Memphis is a dog. They get it done. I got to find uh, out what AD blocks are. Like I, That's the first place I'm going. I got to find out. Memphis is a yeah, no, the I most think AD, blocked per game in the league. I, I, I have to look into it. I think AD, I like uh, Nick. Nick just put it in the chat. He said AD and Triple J blocks ladder. I like that. 82 and a half play. blocks is minus 110. Oh, I got it. I got to take that. They're allowing the most blocks per game in the league. Wemby at four in the first half in the game they just played against Memphis. We see this every time they play. AD kills this damn team. For those that are keeping track with the Chicago Bulls, Vucevic and Levine both said that they are playing today. Okay. Welcome back, Chicago. You should still blow up the team, but welcome back. By the way, AD last two games had five blocks in each of those games. He's had four plus blocks in three of the last four. In the head-to-head, he's had at least three blocks in eight of the last 11 head-to-head games. 80 blocks. I got to take it at two and a half. That's crazy. Hey man, I hope that might be a ladder. To be honest, he better have his insane line. He better have his eyes on one young John Morant because Jaw's going to the lane all night. Jaw's going to test him. That's my point. Jaw's not going to be afraid of him. He's there's a lot of block chances there. 
Yep. I gotta take he'll blocks. Get one. Two and he'll two get and one, one off Jaw. He'll get one off Jaw. I think that's. I get one off Jaw. Maybe one off Bane. Jaren's gonna try something that's not gonna be even close. And <laughs> that's gonna be like a kid so. in child's play. Pretty much. That's how it's gonna go. Desmond Bane. I do. The chat's on Desmond Bane. Uh, seeing a couple of people. Was it a couple of people? Oh uh, well. If you're taking really Memphis, you kind of need to be because we know Jaw's gonna do Jaw things, but he can't facilitate. Bane has to shoot well if they want to win this game. So I don't mind that angle, but I just think AD is going to patrol the paint. Chat is booming. We got a lot of plays today. Chat is really, really booming. And it looks like Zach Levine is limited to 25. What What kind of what, what kind of limit is 25 to 30 minutes? Isn't that basically the game? Once again, over or under 16 and a half shot attempts in 25 to 30 minutes. I don't like, know. What kind, of, find what kind of – I mean, I guess, I guess since you're not playing 35 minutes, it's a points limit. But, like, bro, you're getting – I don't know. I feel what like I think Levine's minutes restriction. Take the Denzel, I'm leaving here with something approach. He's going to try to drop 30 on 20 shots. Yeah, and he probably will. Watch he drop 30 in a loss. You guys so, lost, but I won. Like that's how Levine's going to go into the locker room after the game. I had 30. You lost. I did my part. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think Levine's going to attempt. To I, man, Hornets money line would be the thing that makes me feel so good today. Like that would literally make my day. If that's the, the joke I need for the weekend. Absolutely. All right. Last game on the slate. Let's go ahead and get and close this show out. We have the Toronto Raptors and the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento minus three and a half, currently sitting at minus five. The totals at 238 and a half. Injury report for these two teams for the Toronto Raptors. Otto Porter Jr. doubtful for the Kings. Nothing to report. Last game out, we were talking about the Kings. They did get the win and did not get the cover as we... <laughs> They got the win and did not get the cover. What was it? Double overtime? Oh, uh, yes. Was it, it was double what was overtime. It? Yeah. Double Monk overtime. 37. Sabonis had like a 23 rebound triple double game. And they did it. They didn't get the cover. No, they did not. That's why I was hesitant. On, on and Wagner only played five minutes and they still didn't cover. I don't know how the hell they didn't cover that game. I'm assuming you're on Toronto. You're making it sound like you like Toronto. I actually don't know. Because because I think this could be the bounce back. This could be the bounce back. I like this the way the that Parlay King described it. Toronto is scared to be good. It's a good way to sum My, up their franchise. That is a great way. Three, four yeah. Years. Like, oh, man. We're, hey, we're good. Like, we're good. We're good. And then boom, boom, boom. David from Toronto dropping his stats again. Uh oh, is that the other game? Oh, road team is six one and one. ATS in the last eight meetings. Over is six and two in the last eight meetings. He says go raps, and then he says the Raptors are also six three and one versus the Kings in the last ten. You just I mean, the Kings some... bounce back. I don't know how good Toronto is now. I'm not a Barrett guy at all, but I like quickly a lot with this team. Are they kind of frisky? They still should yeah. blow up the team. Like, Siakam's going to get traded in the next month or two. But I am kind of wondering if this team might be undervalued based on the current form. I like quickly props in this game. I don't think anybody on the Kings can stay in front of them. But Yeah, I'm going to just again, do the same thing. Yeah. I'm going to do the same thing. Give me Toronto, plus five. Sacramento might win on the money line, but I'll take the points. I... I saw Toronto beat Memphis in their last game. They almost blew a massive lead, but they held on to win it. I think I am going to lead to Toronto. 
they can they have a lot of guys, different guys that can score on this roster now with quickly. I know Barrett can have bad games, but he can occasionally get up for some games. What do the Kings have offensively? You have Fox, who was really mm-hmm. bad last game, but for the most part, really good point guard. Sabonis, who we can have some issues with, but he's very good on the actual statue with assists and rebounding. And you have Monk. Is that it? Do they really have anybody? I know Keegan Murray's kind of a spot of three point shooter. Is is that it mm-hmm. for shot creation? You have basically two and a half, two and uh, three quarters guys that can yeah. create shots on this team. Is that it? Yep. Parlay Herder c- cannot create his own shot. Herder actually Herder probably... sucks. I don't want to hear it. I've been <laughs> yeah, I was about to say sucks. I don't even I don't even think he should. I'm, so when I looked the other day and I saw Duarte made his way into the starting lineup, I was like, oh, he played ten fine. minutes. He started and played ten minutes. Oh, he did. I said really? create their own shot. Herder cannot create his own shot. Keegan Murray, I'm not sure he can create his own shot. I, I got yeah, his definitely. With that all. Uh, you're not selling me on Herder. You could sell me on on some other people. You're not selling Murray, me. Murray, okay, I get it. He had a massive like 40 point game earlier this season. Herder, no. Like I, I'm I, truly I think, anti-Herder. Absolutely not. Exactly. Herder is no different than Clay. And Clay sucks. I think Clay stinks too. <laughs> I've been anti-Clay for two years. What do you want from me? You're talking to the wrong guy, Parlay King. Like I. I have I have things against three point shooters that only shoot threes that have to come around screens to get their offense. Do you think that he can actually operate in isolation? Of course not. Kaysen said Herder that Herder can that. create he can create him a tough shot. Yeah, yeah a fadeaway contested cre- three. I'm not a Herder guy. I, I don't think he's yeah. that good of a player. I think Herder sucks too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I actually do think I really do think that it's going to be a similar situation. I just can't lay the points with the Kings. Like that's really what it is. I actually do do think the Kings are alive to win this game, but I, laying five, uh, I, I questioned it against Orlando, and it was the right move. I'm questioning it again with the Raptors. I'm going to do it again. Maybe the Raptors keep this close and lose it by a possession. And like you said, they may look good for majority of the game, and then end up blowing it late. But yeah, I'm. I can't. I can't lay five. Like, I, I gotta wait till I see it from this Kings team again. They're really slumping right now. Yeah, uh, the Kings. I think are gonna be an up and down team all season long because they don't guard anybody. And I still question the overall shot creation on this team. Toronto might be interesting. They're not gonna be good, but they can sneak up on some teams if you aren't careful. So I do think they're yeah. in line to maybe put together a good showing here. I'm trying to find if there's any type of props for Monk, but he's a bench player, so I'm probably not gonna see it. You gotta wait. I don't mind Duarte unders if that's posted because he played 10 minutes last game. So he's basically just a bridge guy until Monk's ready to check into the game. And Monk should be playing 30-plus minutes a game. So we'll see what the role is for the shooting guards that actually start for the Kings. But mm-hmm. I lean to the under potentially. By the way, I see uh, Parley mentioning Herders being a one, you know, like uh, he has one job. To go through the numbers for Herder the last couple games. Two points, four points, nine points, seven points, five points, two points. The last couple games from three. 0 for 4, 0 for 2, 1 for 3, 1 for 3, 1 for 5, 0 for 2, 2 for 6. What job does he have? He's not even hitting his threes anymore. What job does he have? It's so, only if you want to say he's hitting his shots. He's not even hitting his shots. So I don't know what his job is. He's been bad. He's been objectively a bad player for the last couple weeks. <laughs> All right. Luis is calling me out for saying the Kings live to win. I will just echo the facts that I did say I thought the Kings would win the last game and not cover, and they won the last game and not covered. So uh, we're, we're going to hold that. I do think the wins potentially can win. I mean, not the wins, the Kings. I think the Kings could potentially win, but I don't know. Five just feels like a little bit much for a game that I think could be one possession. So 
All right. Let's see here. That's enough of these games. We kind of ran them into the ground. We're, we're approaching an hour 30. Go for our lock dog underdog lineup, and we're going to get you guys up out of here and enjoy your Friday. Let's see here. For my lock, let's go to. Do, 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 do. Kind of really, I really want back Memphis. I really think that Lakers team sucks. Uh, give me OKC minus five and a half. I know you gave it out on your YouTube show, but yeah, I agree. This Brooklyn team is terrible. OKC is a buzzsaw. They're coming off of a loss. I think this is uh, a great spot for them. And I really do think that they can blow this team out and win this by double digits. That 11 plus win margin at plus 180 is really, really tempting. So I, I like OKC to just go ahead and get this done. And maybe I'll even make it interesting and I'll add like a Shea 30 and OKC cover or something like that. Like give me a little bit plus money value on there. But yeah, I like OKC. Get it done. OKC minus five and a half. Are you, my are dog. you doing what I think you might do for the dog? Memphis? No. Are you taking Charlotte? Oh, I could. Yo, the line went up to nine and a half. That's crazy that well, apparently. Because they're, they're healthy. You know, yeah, they but that's crazy. Like, that's crazy to me that the books are giving them a point. Like, you should really be anti-Levine here. I'm not going to do it because I don't want to jinx them, though. I did it with Portland, and I think I jinxed Portland by making them my dog. So I'm just going to go with what I was going to do originally and what I should have did last episode with Miami. And I'm just going to make Memphis my dog at plus 145 because this Lakers team sucks. This is a great get-up spot for Memphis after getting bounced from the playoffs against this Lakers team. Jaws back. This team is healthy. I, yeah. I mean, the only thing that, yeah, AD is going to get his, and this team really doesn't have the size. But at the end of the day, I chose John. I chose Desmond Bain to get this done. So give me Memphis plus 145. All right. Uh, so for me, I gave out OKC on YouTube, so I'm not going to do the same thing. I'll switch it up. I'm going to go with 80 blocks in, in uh, this Lakers game as my lock. His numbers against Memphis are just so damn good. Memphis is allowing the most blocks per game in the league. Wemby just had four against this team. I think he had two in the first one in the first two minutes of the game. But you're looking Pause. at Davis. That thoughts. Hold that. I'm so sorry. Hold that thought. Luca is now questionable. Just want to throw that out to everybody. Luca is now questionable for Friday. Okay, so, we, uh, so we're gonna lean maybe Portland, but I like Luca points. I mean, I like Kyrie <laughs> points if uh, Luca doesn't play. I, I'm just throwing that he's now randomly questionable. I'm sorry I had to interrupt your breakdown, but that was huge. Yeah, that is important to mention. Uh, but 80 blocks. He's had four plus blocks in three of the last four. He's had five blocks in each of the last two games. Once again, against Memphis, he's had at least three blocks in eight of the last eleven. He's had at least five blocks in each of the last two games, had six blocks in the first meeting this season. I got to take 80 blocks. I have to do it. Uh, the blocks cashed me with Wemby earlier this week. I'm going to do it again. Give me 80 over two and a half blocks at minus 110 as my lock. For my dog, uh, what do I want to go with here? Is there any actual money line dog that I do like in this? Hey, slate? man, I'm telling you, like... <sighs> The dogs, the dogs can do something special today. They really can. They really can. I mean, there's a lot of games on the cards. So you can make an argument. I'm not going to take the Pistons, but that would be the fun D-Gen play, but I'm not going to do that. But that is a pretty fun argument. Orlando first half is interesting, but I do want to see them play more without Wagner. So I think I'm going to stay away yep. from that. I think I have to go Miami at like plus 145 mm -hmm. because I don't think KD is going to play. 
The fact that he hasn't had any contact practice since the injury makes me believe I'm a bit skeptical that he's going to end up suiting up for this game. And Phoenix is a psycho team. We know Miami gives great effort against any team, especially when they're getting points. It's a great underdog role for Miami. They've thrived in it under the entire Spolstra era. And you could argue that Vogel with this team has been abysmal. So I'm going to lean to the heat on the money line at plus 145. All right. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? Nope. Should be a fun slate. Once again, 14 games. I will be glued to the Pelicans Clippers game. That's where you can find me. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's going to be a really good game. All right. Let's well, let's go ahead and do an underdog lineup really, really quickly before we get up out of here. I I mean, I said it. We already agreed on one play. Ant, yeah, Ant higher on his points total. So I'm going to add that in there. You know what the number is? 27 and a half, uh, maybe? I give it to you in just a second. Pause. Uh, let's see here. Anthony Edwards. What? What is that? That's not. There we go. 29 and a half. Okay. I mean, I think he goes of, for 30, I'm not afraid. So. I think he goes for 35. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's something else we like? I feel like we need something in that Hawks-Pacers game. Okay. Let's pull you want that like Trey PA or something? Um, let's see. Yeah, we could go. You want to go with Trey? I don't think anybody on Indiana can stay in front of him. So forty yeah. and a half. PA? Yeah, I yep. gotta be a fan of that. Okay. He Trey, can get there in a couple ways. I mean, he can drop forty points. Like, there's a couple ways he can get there. Uh, let's see here. What all is of it? Oh, no Golden State. I was definitely about to throw Kaminga in there. There's no Golden State opportunities. They're probably not going to have any of those because it's back-to-backs. I mean, do you want to run back Davis blocks? I don't know. If oh, no. Double no, team. we're going We're going in beat. Okay. We're going in beat. Point He's gonna get, is, that, is that 34 and a half? 34 and a half? Oh, God. 34 and a half. I can't really go against it. So, yeah, sure. Why not? So, Joe beat higher, 34.5 points. Trey Young, higher, 40.5 points in assists. And Anthony Edwards, higher, 29.5 points. Add that all up into Underdog, and you get 6 to 1. $100 gets you $600. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN for new customers. Get that first deposit match up to $100. All right, everybody, best of luck with all your bets. We got 79 people in the chat. It should be 79 likes by the time I get up out of there. Appreciate all of you. And for everybody that's listening to the podcast version, make sure you give us a five-star rating and review. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. Just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Basketball.